You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? I mean, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it. It's vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. What? Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the Doctor. I'm a traveller in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. I can <laughs> leave meeting. Sorry. Exactly. Whoops. I'm leaving you guys to it. You guys could talk. We'll nice see you guys night. after. <laughs> nice try, CIA. You're not gonna get my streams. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who Podcast Live. That's right, folks. We are live, and we are going to be talking all about the news that came out of San Diego Comic-Con Virtual 2021 this last weekend, and we have a great crew to talk all about it. Of course, let me introduce my co-host for this week, Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy! And we also have a couple guests with us, of course. We have Mike Faulkner joining with us. Hello, hello. We have Melanie Dean joining with us. Hello. And, and, and Kat- 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 Oh, of course. Now I'm just jumping up here. Sorry. Welcome to Zoom. I have two cats who now decided to come in here. Exactly. <laughs> and of course, we have Felicity. Hello, Felicity. How's the mayor of Chickentown today? Uh, pretty good. The, the lightning and thunder has uh, dissipated, so we just have rain now. That is awesome. Well, it is good to be with everybody. I'm glad everyone is here, and we're going to be all be talking about Doctor Who. And if you haven't seen the panel yet, folks, it's all over YouTube. It's all over the Internet. You know, go ahead. Please talk about it. Watch it. And then, you know, we definitely are going to be spoiling some stuff from the panel. And we're going to talk about some of the things that, you know, we'd like to see coming for the next season. We're not going to be going off any rumors. We're not going to be going off of, oh, we saw a picture here or a picture there. We might, you know, talk about some theories maybe, but it's, there's enough that came out of this panel that we will be talking all about it. So, so it's cool. And, you know, of course, we'd love to hear from you guys up on Facebook. We have a chat open, so definitely join in into the chat. We'll be taking some questions or comments and of folks who are joining us. And, of course, at home, because this will be going out as a podcast also, we'd love to hear from you guys. Feedback at EarthStationWho.com. Definitely would love to hear from everybody. So, please, always thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us. Let's jump in with both feet. We had... The Doctor Who panel it was Sunday. It was supposed to be 2 p.m. Eastern, but it went out an hour early, which is, you know, par for the course for San Diego most of the time. Nothing goes on scheduled there. So, but it was, it was a lot of fun. It was great to see the crew back together. And it was great to see Jody. It was great to see, you know, of course, Mandip. And you got to meet, meet more of John, uh, what's his name? John Bishop. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we also got his name as Dan Lewis, finally, for his character. Because all we got before this was introducing John yeah. Bishop as Dan. Dan. Yeah. Dan. So. Awesome. Dan. Yes. And now once we have Dan, it's like he wouldn't shut up. It was like he the whole time during it, he was like, blah, 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 blah. And it was like, okay, he's going to be very bubbly. Yeah, I wasn't familiar with him, but I, I guess he's a comedian. And he talked about uh, sitting down with Graham <laughs> to talk about the role. Yes. Oh, rest in peace, Graham. We miss you already. <laughs> so, Graham's, but, over, Graham's shadow was over this whole presentation. 
Of course it was. He'll yeah. he'll probably be overshadowing the whole se- new series too. They're gonna find sandwiches that's, and food left over. Old that's, that's, that's like oh, that's this is the kind of sta- secret stash. That's just got the kind of impact he had. No, and so what was your first impressions? What do you guys think of you know John Bishop? <laughs> you know, you know this is my first time seeing him. I'm not from. I wasn't familiar with his comedy or any acting he's done in the past. So. Yeah, same, same thing here. He, he uh, he's not familiar to me at all. Like I, I, I don't know him from anything. Uh, but just the the uh, the attitude he brought to the panel, he was very infectious. It's like you, know, you're like, okay, I, I could I could deal with this. I could deal with a season of him in there. You know, it, it looks like he's going to be very you know very chatty, very eyes wide open, kind of full of wonder, uh, looking for you know the light in, in as much as he can. So he should he should be a good companion, I think. Yeah, I think so too. Um, what about the rest of you guys? I'll come with my theories after you guys. I, I like a really old school companion feel from him somehow. I mean, maybe it's just his looks, but he feels like, you know, like a, like an Ian or a Stephen to me a little bit. Kind of like the, the muscle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's true. That's very, very true. Um, that's a good way to actually put it. He did feel like a, you know, a very old school and, I'll tell you my theory in a second. What about you, Mel? Um, same as as everyone else. I didn't really. I really don't know. You know, John Bishop's background. So when we got that card of John Bishop as Dan, I'm like, okay, well, we have the internet, so I'm going to go googling, and you know, found all the different. I I, I couldn't find anything of his stand up com- comedy, but I did find him just doing interviews and stuff. And usually, since comedians are very based within themselves or their self material trying to get more of a feel for him and just seeing this, seeing this interview, you seeing more of him and knowing now that it was kind of offered to him first, like in a, Hey, we have, we have this role. We kind of, it almost seems like Chibnall crafted it for him. So what you see, it almost seems like what you see is what you get. I mean, granted he did have to audition and all that kind of stuff. And you know, when you, when you watch all that, so I'm kind of going, all right, I, I, I can see where they already have chemistry and, to, to everyone else's point, the, that he's going to be more of the muscle, and he might be a little bit more of. I think he's probably going to be like he's going to be Ryan and Graham, where he'll be the muscle kind of guy, but he'll also be the comic relief. So the white guy in charge again, basically, because <laughs> yeah, you got that. That was one of the complaints with you know Doctor for the last couple seasons is you know you had to have you know be, almost became the Graham show because you yeah know, in season in season uh, eleven. More than season twelve, I think. I think yeah, it I agree with that. I think in the because <laughs> Graham came in like a fully realized yeah, character. It was on the Yaz and Ryan just didn't feel like that when they came in. They didn't have the presence. They didn't have that backstory. They just kind of felt very not the actors, but they the characters felt green, and that we were supposed to be there to see them grow. And it's kind of like I kind of want to see somebody that's already knowing what the themselves and then that self growing. So hopefully that's maybe that's probably what's going to happen with John Bishop. I don't know. Or Dan. Or Dan. Dan. Dan, Dan, Dan Lewis. Lewis. What about you, Mikey? Um, I mean, yeah, I never, I didn't, wasn't familiar with, uh, John Bishop at all. Uh, so, um, yeah, the, the announcement meant nothing to me except for, oh, yeah, there's a, another white man joining the cr- crew, you know? So it was like, okay, but, you know, it's like this is the first time I've seen him really interact, and and he is a comedian, so yes, he's probably going to be there t- for some comedic relief. Um, he does seem to have a rapport with uh, the two actors that uh, he was sharing the screen with already, so that's good. Um, I don't know if I see him as a muscle because I don't really, I mean, he kind of looks like maybe a bit of an action guy, but, um, he definitely, the way he's dressed and everything is, is more, uh, seemingly a more like working class mm-hmm. kind of guy, mm-hmm. uh, which I, I appreciate. And that sort of, you know, uh, as far as new who goes, it, it sort of brings us to, you know, one of the reasons why I think Rose was so successful as a, as a companion, because she was that working class. And I think, um, even though that, you know, Ryan and, and Graham and even Yaz are not upper class by any means, I think this just sort of nails that home. Yeah. 
more, you know, trying to make it more relatable, probably. Exactly. You know, to the middle class or, you know, the working man, as we like to say. But I also think he's going to be the guy this year that's going to be the one that's going to be like, you know, he's the new guy. So he's going to be the guy that's always going to be like, what's going on? Like, you know, like even Yaz at this point is seasoned. Yeah, the identification figure. Exactly. I just don't want him to be the most important guy in the world or the well, universe again. We're already talking about him, so I mean, look, <laughs> we started with him. So. Well, of course, we started with him. He was the newbie, and he was the focus. Almost like it almost felt like he was the focus of this whole panel because he did most of the talking yeah. during it, and that's one of the things I found that was really interesting about it. He gave me a vibe that, for some reason, it almost felt like Fraser Hines in some ways, very much like a Jamie type feel. And it was, it, I don't know what about it or if it was just his look or whatever. It was just felt like, you know, it just felt like that. And I could be okay with that, you know, cause you know, Jamie is my favorite male companion. So it was pretty, you know, if he's half the companion, Jamie is, it'll be interesting. So, so it should be very interesting to see. And we also got the announcement of another companion because, you know, three companions always work really <laughs> well on the target. Well, I, I have to say they did not announce that Vinder is a companion. Um, Vinder has Vin, Vinder is a character in this storyline, but I don't know if we can say for sure that Vinder is a companion. In fact, uh, they did you know, say he has his own ship. Yes, yes. he does. So yeah, which is interesting. Uh, so I don't know if he's just in this storyline, uh, but I don't know if, um, you know, it remains to be seen whether or not we can actually refer to him yeah. as a companion. Well, it was, it was funny as heck because when they were announcing, oh, we have somebody from Game of Thrones who is joining <laughs> the cast of Doctor Who, I turned to Mike Faulkner and said, Peter Dinklage is the new master? That's awesome! <laughs> <laughs> I'd watch yeah, that movie. <laughs> you know, Ray Ward would not be the first one to, to jump to mind, but, you know, I've and I, I haven't seen him in much else, but I remember that when uh, Conan O'Brien did his live from Comic-Con shows a few years ago and had the whole Game of Thrones panel, he just comes across as a delightful person and very, very different from his role in Game of Thrones. And he came, I thought he was oh, yeah. delightful yeah. here, too. I, I dare say almost in, uh, not recognizable oh, yeah. for me. I didn't, I, you know, it took me a while to go like, which one was he in Game of Thrones? Yeah. <laughs> Because he was just the gray were just so stoic and just, you know, like a big, just yeah, steel faced. Yeah. And, and his, he, he also his didn't voice. have hair. So he also didn't know. have. Yeah. No. He didn't speak English, really. Kind of. He was yeah. more Valerian than anything. So but yeah. if you're but if you're looking at, you know, as far as these uh, new guys, if you're looking at the one who's poised to be the action guy, uh, I think it's I think it's pretty clear it's Vinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, his costume, uh, it has two two themes that run through my head when I look at it. First is, uh, it looks very much like a um, a mining outfit, you know, with, with the patches and stuff on it, kind of almost like a, a union guild kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then also you look at that that holster, and I, my first thought was Star Wars mm-hmm. on that one. Like, that's Han Solo. Yeah, like a yeah. Han Solo type character. Yeah. So he had a big belt buckle, and at first I remember looking at it, and I'm like looking at it, now. I'm like, is that Horabash? I'm like, no, wrong, <laughs> wrong thing, Melanie. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And and I and I believe he's armed. Yes, he does have a And that's one of the things I found interesting is you know, the character how he was dressing and everything. I wonder and this is just speculation and everything because I know with the issues that Barrowman's been having and I know Barrowman was supposed to be a major part of the season and so are they writing out his character and bringing in this one? you know, to replace him. I had that vibe as well, Mike. I thought, you know, like this seems like it might be a replacement for Captain Jack. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if that's true. Um, because I think some of the, the issues that they've had with John Barrowman have been, uh, later before like they started, would have started filming and writing this. So I, I don't know if that's fair. But he does seem like a roguish uh, exactly. action guy, right? So, and that kind of, you know, and, and it did seem like there was going to be more with Captain Jack coming. Yeah. And so, 
I would have been very interested if they've completely written him out. We don't know. We, right. like I said at the beginning of this, we don't know anything about, you know, what's going on with if they wrote Barrowman completely out of the series or have they just, you know, bringing him in later and, and having him also, which I wouldn't be opposed to, you know, by any means. I will say when they advertised that there was going to be a surprise guest, um, they they surprised me. I had would not have expected him at all. <laughs> no, I, I was like I was like talking to a friend of mine and said, "Wouldn't it be great if it was Tenet?" <laughs> was gonna... Yeah, I don't I don't know if it was going to be. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be anybody. No, uh, that was a past doctor, but well, except that... for maybe one. Now, our, our friend Rob Snavely over on the uh, Facebook group actually just said, we need more Captain Jack. So, <laughs> hey, I'm we, all, I'm all we're all for that. We, mm-hmm. I'd loved him when he was in the Christmas special or the holiday yeah, special. So. I like him in small doses, you know. but I've, I've had enough for now. <laughs> 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 I, gotta, I have to admit, I think, yeah. mm-hmm. well, you know, news about John Berman aside, I, I, I was never crazy about the character. Okay, that's fair. But I, I would, I dare say this: this guy is not. He doesn't look like a time agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so exactly what he is or who he is, um, you know, I'm, I'm curious to find out. No, exactly. one thing from the one thing from the panel that I was kind of in a hmm? was when uh, Chibnall and company kind of said that this was not, this wasn't going to be a, you know a series of different, you know, mini arcs. And then, you know, the overreaching art of the whole episode, like the whole series was going to be, or season was going to be one big story. And I'm kind of going, are, isn't that usually the case? So you, or in the back of my head, I'm going, so you're saying that you were able to t- talk the network into having no bottle episodes. Hmm. Yep. So I, that's, right, that's what I got too. That's this what I one, got also. This is one eight episode story. Yeah, there's for some reason they're calling it Trial of a Time Lord. I don't know. It's why. funny because I'm actually <laughs> no, um, yeah. our friends at Watchathon of Rassilon are just starting to uh, get into <laughs> release their trial episodes. I actually recorded um, one with them for the the second segment of the trial, aka Mind Warp. So I've I've had yes. you know season long arcs on my mind, and it just seems to be. I mean, yeah, Doctor Who is. I mean, ever since Doctor Who come back came back, there's been at least a overarching theme for each season even if it wasn't you know heavily you know woven into every story but so it'll be interesting to see and you know eight episodes is not 10 so hopefully but i could see also i could see also them doing you know an overarching storyline but each chapter having a different title or something like that well sure i also think that uh one thing that i'm happy about is that they said that you know it seems like uh at least seven of the episodes will end with cliffhangers Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. uh we're going to get the return of the regular cliffhanger back to doctor who which i'm i'm pretty happy with and and look, I mean, I know that uh, I have been critical of Chibnall, and I will continue to be critical of Chibnall. Um, and uh, I will say that I'm I'm not sure, you know, I'm not exactly 100% confident that he's going to be able to pull this off. But I will say that when I heard the news that it was going to be one long season story, I was like, oh, so he's broad churching it. So um, I'm like, maybe this is his, maybe this is his thing. Maybe this yeah. is this, this will work for his in his maybe. favor. I was thinking very similarly in that I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's this is because this is his wheelhouse. We've seen what he does in Broadchurch when it comes to, okay, you have one big story. You're going to have cliffhangers. Okay, maybe, maybe, maybe Maybe. he's going to be in his comfort zone and the rest of us will maybe enjoy it a little bit more. At least. Yeah, maybe. Was it really critical? For me, you know, it's, I, season, we know. Season 12 was such a vast improvement over season 11 that I'm, I'm, willing to give him the benefit of the doubt and, and think that, you know, he's hitting his stride and maybe this will be even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, this could be his key to time, you know, where, where it's you know, a big long arc that actually works uh, for mm-hmm. the most part, instead of a, instead of the big long, you know, pseudo arcs that uh, Stephen Moffat would do where it's like, okay, well look, there's a sign in the back or a crack in the wall or whatever. <laughs> whatever. Well, Moffat never finished half of the things <laughs> he started though. It's That's true. Weird. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> I will say too, though, um, you know, the other thing that kind of made me nervous is that he said, this is going to be the biggest thing that Dr. Who's ever done. 
and I think, I don't know if he was meaning just from a production standpoint, but I think he meant story-wise, which like he's, he's come up with a story that's going to be worthy of a season-long eight-episode arc. Um, and that makes me nervous. <laughs> I, see that. I see that angle as well. He's decided to do Doctor Who the movie again, except uh, the way he wants to do it, and we're all in for the ride. Why don't they just call it the Trial of the Timeless Child or something like that? Think, yeah, right. Uh, yeah, the the one thing that is makes me nervous is like by episode three or four, if I'm like, I'm not really digging this, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to have four more episodes to watch. Kind of like you know with Torchwood yeah. and Miracle Day, right, Michael? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence! Did you, did you just actually get through that. Uh, no, I'm about halfway through now. So oh, I'm so was, so sorry. That, I am that, so so sorry. <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't Chibnall, though, right? No, it was uh, so it was more the American side, I think, that was producing yeah, those. Right. So, yes, yeah. No, so they, they had that relationship with stars going on, yes. right? Yes. Right. Sadly enough, hey, come on, we got to see Ernie Hudson with Captain Jack. It was pretty awesome. I've never, I've never actually watched and, an entire episode of Torchwood. Hmm. Of the whole series? Nope. Wow. I've seen bits here and there. Okay. I think she's already let us know she's not a Captain Jack fan. We, we know. <laughs> we know. So that shouldn't be a surprise. No. <laughs> Just like I've never watched the whole episode or any episodes of the K-9 series. Nope. <laughs> Have you watched any of the Sarah Janes? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I Sarah love Jane Sarah Jane. quite good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But K-9 by himself? I'll pass. Okay. It was it was interesting to see, you know, and you could already feel the chemistry between the three, um, and it was it was awesome, and I think it's going to be a good fit. Of uh, but, you know, from what they're saying is that the st- the series already starts, and basically Yaz and the Doctor have been traveling together for quite some time, and they stumble upon something that then sets them off on the adventure. So. So it was interesting to see. Yeah, I, I agree I that the, so. you know, their chemistry is great and just the, the sense that they have a lot of fun together is always nice to see. Yes. Yeah. I think, uh, and they also brought up a point too, that, you know, they're making the best of a bad situation and the fact that they they don't have, they can't hire casts of thousands, not that they really could for Doctor Who anyway, but <laughs> um, so they had to keep it pretty close, a pretty small group of characters throughout multiple stories and it sounds like they've had a lot of time, you know, quarantined together to get to know each other and to work off each other better and I think that that is going to be that if that's if that's in the, the end result product, uh, that's a good thing. Yeah, it was interesting for something that lasted 40 minutes not a lot of news came out of it, though, yeah. truthfully. And they kept it pretty much to the, you know, <laughs> to the chest. Chibnall had two and, lines, and he was like, I'm done. That's all I want to say. Like, yeah, Chib- like, Chibnall's <laughs> like, nope, not going to tell you anything. No, nope. mm-hmm. which is awesome. I'm glad they are, because I don't want to be spoiled. I yeah. like being surprised and everything. The only thing that I noticed was, like, with um, Mandeep saying that it was going to be old and that they just kind of use that same world, like, the, the, there's going to be an old monster. Old monster. That's it. They yep. wouldn't even go further than that. hmm Exactly. And, you know, folks, if you want to dig, there's stuff out there, but we're not touching on that tonight. You know, that's just mm-hmm. that's just not what we want to do. And you could f- go look up, you know, Doctor Who news or look on, you know, some of these other places that are, you know, publishing stuff from on set and you could see stuff. But we're not going to talk about that here tonight. It's just it's not worth it. Um, so instead, we're going to talk about uh, John Bishop's gas problem. Exactly. I love <laughs> hearing about just what I wanted. Oh. Um. Yeah, back, back, back to you know, the first back to the Chris Trickleson season when it's all about fart humor. <laughs> exactly. Oh, right. oh my God. Slipping. They're back. Was that a clue? <laughs> oh God, please. Okay, Mar- no, uh, no. Margaret, Margaret Slavine is the, the barkeep on Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm. That's true. That is very, very true. Season, and it's the best. Ah, Awesome. Some of us have Apple TV. Some of us don't. <laughs> I keep I hearing don't. about Ted Lasso. And I'm like, oh, amazing. And then, no, never mind. No, no. <laughs> yeah, well, 
no, no, no. But it's it's interesting because I do, you know, the humor he was trying to push into it was, uh, was it like cryptic clues? No, probably <laughs> not. It was just him talking about him farting on set. It was awesome. I think it was just basically Bishop kind of going, okay, what, what can we talk about that isn't, okay, I'm not allowed to talk about this show, but you're on a panel to talk about this show. Funny anecdote. So I, uh, yeah. I'm curious. Since he's a comedian, he can, he has that intuitiveness to go, okay, there's dead air. I'm going to keep speaking and I'll make it more funny. I'll make it more entertaining. Whereas, you know, a, a Jody or a Mendeep is going to not do that because they're more of the actor side where they're just going to, you know, take the written word and make it bloom into something amazing. Meanwhile, uh, Bishop's going to be used to going, okay, well, I'll get out here and vamp. Let's do this. Here's One of a the things that he brought up was interesting that he, he was mentioning that he was hired for the role quite a bit before, you know, they filmed, started, stopped filming the, the previous yeah. season. I wonder if, plans had changed because of COVID and such, if they were maybe planning on bringing him early in earlier. Well, no, cause he yeah. said that he said that, uh, he had to say no because, um, because of COVID he was able to do it. Yeah. Um, because he had, he had a tour, a comedy right. tour scheduled and that he was unavailable. So, uh, so they were going to have to find somebody else if, uh, if it wasn't for, you know, the pandemic. Yeah, because he had committed to the tour, and then when the pandemic basically essentially canceled his tour, and then it was a, hey, you want to do this again? But I know he actually, they had to stop filming because he actually caught COVID. Oh, mm. oh that's right. Yes. Wait. See? Then again, you know what? My entire timeline is completely gone for oh, yeah. 2020. It's an entire watch. Because <laughs> yeah. technically it started in 2019 with COVID, and then yeah, I don't know what just when. kept snowballing. <laughs> Exactly. Oh, what, what? So, yeah. I can't remember when I put my pajamas on and went into hibernation. So <laughs> I think I'm, I'm still wearing my pajamas. So. Yeah, exactly. We've been meaning to talk to you about that. It's I'm time sorry. to change. I you don't know? want to wear pants. Always like I've been looking for slacks. Slacks pants. I'm okay, pants. I was. I'm say. always like I'm not, I've been looking <laughs> home for a year, no, a year and a half. <laughs> yeah. I think the the press conference, though, and yes, I mean, it seemed like uh, John was was talking a lot, but I think that's one of the things about Jody and her portrayal of the Doctor that make her different than a lot of the other actors that we've seen in the past is that she's not she's not an in your face. I'm going to take over this thing. I'm I'm the strong. I don't want to say she's not a strong leader, but she's not like really like out of she doesn't go out of her way right she's not mm -hmm. like she's not like she doesn't just take over things she kind of sits back enjoys things and then when she has something to say you listen to her because and what she usually has to say is like usually pretty poignant and really cool but she's not just out there talking to talk which i um, love because she's such a geek and it's amazing. She was wearing a Miles Morales. Yes. yes which was yes. like, which is awesome. <laughs> I did think that was pretty cool too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She, she really embodies her doctor that way. She, the, the, her version of the doctor is not the, uh, and, and not to say that she's not smart, but it's, it, she's not the smartest person in the room, which has been a, a hallmark of, of the revival era where it's like, you know, everyone's going through the motions and trying to solve the problem. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, by the way, I've had this key this entire time. Mm -hmm. Let's put it in the lockhead and solve this problem. Um, you know, she allows the companions to just run with it, you know, and, and waits for things to develop until they get to a point where she has to step in and do something. And I've got that same vibe off this, off this panel where she's just, just kicking back, you know, mm -hmm. watching things develop and then interjecting where she could. She, she seems to enjoy what she's doing so much. Um, and, uh, yeah, I hope she's doing it for a little while longer. Okay. I hope so too. She had even said, she goes, I really, you know, she was talking about Doctor Who and how it's like this, the, the, the greatest thing she's ever done. And I love how quickly she was like, looks right at you and goes, I like Broadchurch too. And then went back to <laughs> was the greatest was moment awesome. of my life. It's the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Aside from Broadchurch. And it was like, good on you. Very quick thinking. Of course, you know, try to still kiss up to the boss, you know, just in case. Okay. Of course. I, I, I like you though, Mike, with the introduction of these two uh new characters, um I'm worried about 
you know, because I don't think Chidnell has done a decent job at juggling uh, num- a number of companions, a number of characters throughout the the seasons before in the stories before. And I do, you know, think that, you know, is Yaz going to be the one that's, you know, forgotten or just barely used again? I, I, I hope that's not. Really I, yeah, I, I hope she actually picks up the, the Graham role and actually is, you know. I've been here the longest. I'm I'm now the kind of de facto leader of this of this family, doctor aside, and uh, and and helps to to cultivate that community. Well, exactly, and that's the thing, you know. And she's come across as, if you remember from the last two episodes of the regular season, she came up as pretty much being the force of the com- three companions. She was the breakthrough, and you know, it was almost like. Graham and Ryan were in the background, which is surprising for Graham because, you know, Graham is God. It's, you know, (laughs) but, you know, but it's just amazing. I think she's going to do great, you know, and I was almost kind of disappointed because I was actually looking forward to two of the adventures of with Jody's doctor and Yaz going through space. I didn't even think they needed to have, you know, a Dan or anybody else. And maybe Captain Jack shows up or for a couple episodes, but it was mostly the doctor. And yes, I thought that would have been pretty awesome. Well, didn't Chibnall say that this is supposed to start off like a f- couple or a few months after the doctor and Yaz have been off doing their own adventures by right. themselves. Yes. And that yes. this is when we, we drop into them. I just wish it's we okay. could see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, wish, I wish we could sort of see that because yeah. I, I think I don't, I don't know that we've really got a chance to see Mandip like really go like, and I really would love to see her have some really great moments. I've, I've had that same, the same feeling uh, about wanting to see those adventures since they started talking about like, Oh yeah. And remember that thing we did. It's like episode two of Jody's run. You're like, no, I don't remember. Like, I just saw you put on the new costume last week. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, and it must be pretty awesome to be able to find all those uh, striped T-shirts at thrift stores, you know, because, you know, she has different variations of it. And, you know, you know, they must have a whole line of them somewhere. So it's pretty awesome. That nobody wants. Exactly. <laughs> they're at a thrift store. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. I l- did like also the new logo that they came out with, um, with, with the stripes, the doctor who, and then with the stripes behind it and everything. And I think that's really fitting. And it's almost like, this is Jody's doctor finally coming into her own. And, you know, you know, cause Tom, you had the multicolor scarf and I know the stripes were an homage to that. And, now to see the logo with the stripes, I think that's pretty damn. Yeah, awesome, I think expanding actually. the branding because that you know it's been a very popular design for obviously you know t-shirts and, and other merchandise. So I've got a, a purse and wallet from Loungefly that kind of have that theme going as well. So <laughs> that's something that mm-hmm. you know I, I've enjoyed. You know, it, it's kind of sucks that it got it took a, a you know a female doctor to kind of get all the cute stuff, <laughs> cute merchandise uh, going, but I'm glad to have it. Yeah. Now, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, the Peter Davison purse and the Colin Baker purse. You know. <laughs> oh no, don't want the Colin Baker <laughs> purse. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all the yeah. other doctors have had some sort of like reoccurring motif that's yeah. kind of been, okay, if you see the 3D glasses, it's yeah. going to be, you know, the 10th doctor, even though really it's been a only a couple episodes, maybe we saw him. It was one episode. It was yep. one episode. <laughs> Did, he, ne- he never took, yeah, he, with the when Rose went away. With the Cybermen. Yeah. With, with the Cybermen. The, yeah, with the ghosts. So, so it was just that. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe maybe it's the converse. But then you have the bow tie, you know, that kind of thing. So it's neat having like the stripe incorporating it into the logo. So now that, now that you know, the, the 13th Doctor has that reoccurring motif. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's, you know, I'm glad they're, you know, finally, you know, going on it and, you know, commercializing it. hate mm-hmm. to say it that way, but it was pretty, it's, it's pretty true. awesome. And, you know, let's run with it, folks. And, you know, some folks have even been saying, you know, it almost looks in some ways like an LGBT flag in, in sure. some ways. And, you know, that's totally cool. I think that's, you know, embrace whatever yeah. you want. And the, the, that's yeah. the great thing. And the, and the show, the you know, under Chibnall, you know, if, if I can, you know, we can fault him for things, but I think he's really made an effort. Oh, we could fault him with a lot. Really of made an effort to bring diversity <laughs> in front of and, and behind 
the camera with you know more more women involved in the write, writing and, and directing. Oh, very much so, and that's that's cool with it and everything. So let's talk about the trailer, which also didn't show all that much. <laughs> Not really. No, but, you know, it showed you know the four char- people we saw on the screen, mm-hmm. you know, in action, uh, kind of, sort of. And I saw some pretty heavy CGI scenes in it, you know, yeah. so, so we know that's where the budget's going for those couple <laughs> scenes. And, and that Dan fell at one point yes. hard. So I'm like, okay, maybe he's not so much action hero. Action in that he can kinetically, uh, boom. Oh, cool. So he's more the Harry Sullivan type. Got it. Exactly. And I did like uh, in that brief scene. I do like Yaz's uh, reaction to that as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like hey, right. not even really. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there, here he comes again. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think you know. I think we're in, in ter- for going to be in for a good season, and you know, they all they said is Doctor Who is coming soon. Yeah. That could be tomorrow. Yeah. It could be Christmas. You know, we have. We have no clue. Didn't they say that they were still filming? Yeah. yeah. They are still filming. Yeah. And, and the, so, the advertising that was on the Facebook page today said uh, later this year. So, yeah. So, yeah. 31st, we'll be getting the, the holiday right. special. Yeah. <laughs> Which, if if you're accurate on the, the assumption that there's going to be a lot of CGI and they're still filming now, that's probably why they maybe, maybe that's why they're padding it a bit. Possibly. Possibly. But you know what's really scary to think about is we had to wait this long for the next season. Are we, is this the last season now until we get possibly the anniversary special? Because, you know, 2023 is a year and a half away from now, folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, you know, literally before, by the time this airs, the, not our show, but the new season, we're going to be less than two years from the, you know, the anniversary for the 60th anniversary of Dr. God, that's weird to say, but yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Gaps between seasons were getting longer even before COVID. And I kind of mm-hmm. see that, you know, is as the way of the future. I, I have to say, I don't mind all that much, you know, whenever Dr. Who comes on again, I will watch it. And then, in the interim, I will watch other things. Fair enough. <laughs> there's a lot out there. I'm, I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Felicity said, there's, there's an embarrassment of, of riches out there right now with, with everything that's in the genre. And I'm, as, as long as they take the time that they've, they are spending developing this to make a, a very good show, you know, I'm happy with it being just eight episodes that we got a couple of years down the road, uh, as long as it's something that grabs me and says, this is amazing. And then leaves me wanting more at the end of those eight episodes, you know, like, okay, well, well now what, what happens in two years? <laughs> well, exactly. You know, where are we going to, you know, are we going to see new doctors, you know, you know, coming back? Are we going to see, you know, the resolution of the Dr. Ruth, storyline are we mm-hmm. going to see you know the master again are we going you know we're going to have all these different things that are still floating out there and we're going to see gallifrey again folks gallifrey is not gone come on you know that i guarantee exactly yeah yeah, yeah. gallifrey falls again, you know. again. exactly back again bounces, yeah <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, there's there's so many dangling threads that are out there right now from from the Chibnall era. You know, like the <laughs> like you said, the, the timeless child Gallifrey. You know, the the master is still floating around out there. Uh, even down to you know the the entire thing with Crasco. Like, okay, well, he was there and then gone. Is there something more going on with that discussion, or is it really just a one off villain? Uh, you know, that kind of thing. I'm like, okay, well, I, I'm hoping that this this series, if it's going to be as as big as they say, really starts to tie those things off a bit. Well, you also got in the Dalek story, uh, Chris Noth's character came back and he was obviously working with somebody mm-hmm. and, you know, who is it or, you know, type thing. So there's a lot of questions that, you know, we're hopefully going to get some answers this next season or 
maybe the next <laughs> season or, you know, I, I will say one thing that, um, and maybe it's just me. I, but I, I, they must go to earth at some point, but everything that I've seen so far, I haven't seen really Earth represented for much. And I'm like, are they not going to be on Earth for a whole season? But obviously, they're going to have to pick oh, up. Please. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, they're going to have to pick up uh, Dan. So um, at some point and and all of that. But I, and but it, he also did say that they are good, that like, even though it's eight episodes and it's one story, it doesn't just take place in one place, in one location. It takes place all over the place. Um, so, uh, it is, uh, going to be something where they, they're, they're going to bouncing around a lot of places mm-hmm. and a lot of times I would think, I don't know, but, uh, um, and then the only other thing that Chris said that was of any significance that we'll find out later is the word swarm. Mm-hmm. Swarm. Yeah. Who knows what that means? Who yeah. knows what that means? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't, I don't think Tom knows. No. <laughs> It would be awesome. Yeah. You know. Oh, I would be so happy. Tom. Would, Tom. I mean, anytime he could, he could. That, that man could just just walk as a cameo, like a Hitchcock in the background, and I'd be like, ah! Hell, they could, they could just have. Yeah, they had to, has a great profile. He would just be a shadow <laughs> to the side, <laughs> and he would just be saying, "Who knows?" and then disappear. Yes, and then I give a tense. I'm like, okay, we're good. Okay, exactly. He walks in holding a, holding a phone book and like, hey. Abrams, just Adams. Do tell. Continue. Yeah, yeah. I would just uh, you know, is that when the, can I pre-order that on Big Finish? Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Are you okay. Tom Baker Done. reads the phone book. Twenty nine ninety nine. And how many of us here would buy that? Pre-order. <laughs> but it would be pretty awesome. But yeah, I think. I think there's a lot still in store and I like what they're planning on doing. I like that they're not trying just to do the same old, same old. And I will give that to Chibnall and you can quote me on that. I'm giving him a compliment that I'm glad he is trying something new. I write this down. And okay. you know, oh, you wait, know, we're recording it. exactly <laughs> by the, by the end of the season, I might be going, damn you Chibnall. But you know, but we might, you know, I would love to be surprised. I would love to be, you know, thrilled with what's coming. And, you know, like you guys said, there's enough other things out there to keep us distracted, to watch, to talk about. And, you know, do you even, you know, partly it's like, oh, yeah, Doctor Who's coming back. It's almost like second thought. You know, it's not, oh, my God, Doctor Who's coming back. I can't wait. I'm counting the weeks. I'm not counting the weeks till Doctor Who comes back. I'm looking forward to on our next episode talking about a big finish adventure or we're going to be talking about, you know, some, the comics or we'll talk about, you know, other things with Doctor Who. It's like, yeah, the series is coming back, but we're surviving without it. And that's not a good thing. I remember how, you know, it used to be, oh, I can't wait for the next season of Doctor Who to come back. I can't wait to see, you know, what are they, who is River Song? Who is, you know, or what is going to happen with the Doctor? He's regenerating. Who is this new guy? You know, and, you know, that was excitement. That was what is Bad Wolf or whatever, you know, what is, you know, and it was just always great. I'm not so 100% sure that excitement is there anymore. I think a lot of that, in my opinion, has to do with them just not the, the, the lags between seasons. And it's That's a, where I'm going when, with it. Yeah, if I knew, okay, we're next summer, next summer, next summer, you know, or whenever it was going to be, okay, I can't wait till the next season. I can't, because I knew that in, you know, X amount of time, like, like sports, like football, like, you know, I know when the season's going to start. I know when the next season's going to start. I'm going to be excited for it. But with uh, to, to Felicity's uh, comment before on, they did not give themselves any favors doing the, oh, we're, we're changing the season. We're going to change the start date. And now we're changing this. And now we're changing this. Then COVID. Then, you know what? If it happens, it happens. I now know every Disney Plus show that's going to be coming out and when. Uh, yeah. Good so. Time. Exactly. Oh boy, I'm more excited right now in some ways for the next MCU show or something, you know. Yeah, so. and I find it 
you know, it's sort of, sort of like the way they did it with last year. I was so annoyed by them with uh, the uh, holiday episode because it's like they know. They know when this is going to air. They know they've got it scheduled, but they refuse to tell us. And are are they not confident or are they just being, you know, mysterious? I, mysterious I don't know. strangers, you could say. I will, I, look, I have to, I will give Chibnall credit as well because, um, right you know, he has, man- I know, right? He <laughs> has managed to surprise us. Uh, very successfully. Uh, first with the reveal of the master, and then with uh, Doctor Ruth. Um, I mean, those things were. I mean, <laughs> wow. I, I still, things- I still snicker thinking about Doctor Ruth. I keep on thinking Doctor Ruth Westheimer. Yeah, but those things were both like huge things. That like, wow, I didn't see those coming at all. Um, but. Tim Noll with me, it's like, you know, he starts stuff and then I'm not really happy with where they go. So um, do I have confidence in him to like, you know, bring up some really cool stuff? Yes. Do I have confidence in him to execute correctly? You know, not not really. Mm -hmm. I don't even think I watched the third season of Broadchurch. And as a matter of fact, it occurred to me. Was there a third season? There was, was a third season. Yeah. Yes. Oh wow! I knew I watched the first two, but I didn't know it was third. It wasn't spectacular. I mean, it was it was nowhere near the first. So yeah, even the well, second the first one, one started blew me away. But, yeah, you know. even the second one started to dip in quality. Yeah. I think, um, and uh, you know, but that's not. And I and I have no idea behind the scenes like who else he's got working with him as far as writing. Uh, I don't I don't think he's writing all eight episodes. Uh, So if it is one continuous story, I'm like, well, maybe he is. But I don't I would imagine he's he has somebody else writing. I would hope so. So I'd kind of be curious to see or find out who those persons were. Well, uh, let's go back to Facebook real quick. Um, Rob Snavely actually was asking, is there any chance of Missy showing up or River? I don't. I don't think so. Let me shake my eight ball. We would love. I would love to see both of them show up. I would love to see a scene between River and Jody. You know, Jody's yeah. doctor would be yeah. amazing, yeah. and hear her her walking up to River. Hello, sweetie. You know, would be just like yeah. ah. I'm not I think you have a better shot. Sorry. No, go ahead. Uh, I think I have a better shot at River coming back rather than Missy because I'm still kind of in that you've already recast the master. We've already got the master again. Mm -hmm. So I don't think you're going to see Missy at all because he's already taken that character and reused it. So reusing possibly. Yes. Yes. And I was just going to say, I have theories. You know, based on what, what both actresses have been, have been doing lately, I would say they wouldn't have been available to film this season. No, not at all for this season because I know Michelle Gomez is really busy, on, you know, working on. She was TV, on the flight attendant, but she also, was awesome that. yeah, but she's also doing uh, big finish oh, yeah. work as Missy too. Yeah. So and but you know, I don't think the master we're seeing is the current master. You know, that's just Ooh, that would be fun. That's my theory is that he's possibly somewhere before the war master. Maybe, you know, something like, you know, something earlier that's, you know, cause it's, it's weird to think that Missy would turn into him, yeah. you know, and everything. So you need, if it's a, a master for Ruth doctor, possibly, and that, oh, that opens a whole, you know, variant possibilities. Exactly. You know, I fall in the same <laughs> I fall in the same boat too. Of, of I would love to see you know see Jody and Alex together on the screen to have that interaction, but I also think man, River Song's story has narratively come to a close. Like yeah. the Capaldi episode she was in, you know, mm-hmm. and, and the, the husbands of River Song, you know, like that sealed the loop. I'm like, if I don't yeah. see River Song again, I'm I'm fine not seeing River Song on Doctor Who again. <laughs> and Big Finish is doing an amazing job filling in the in betweens her meeting the other doctors and other masters and such with the diary of river songs. And I am happy right now that I don't have to hear that damn theme. That's all. <laughs> Cause man, that 
I love the big finish. I love everything they're doing, but the river song theme they have, they just blast it out. And, you know, at the end of each chapter, it's like, I need my headphones just go off of the, (laughs) (laughs) just and everything. But, you know, you know, if Alex plays river forever, you know, until she's old and wizard and which is hundreds and hundreds of years Mm -hmm. from now that I will be, Happy to listen to those big finishes. To see her again on TV, I don't think so. I'm just kind of, I've, um, I've settled into her being on Discovery of Witches, and, and that, that's the character I associate with her now, honestly. <laughs> and that's cool. And that's really cool. Same thing with Michelle Gomez. You know, would I be shocked if she ever showed up on Doctor Who again as Missy? No, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if I saw her in the 60th anniversary. But... I don't expect to see her on the regular, you know, on a regular storyline. But then I said, you know, said the same thing about the Saxon doctor too. I mean, Saxon yeah. master. So, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't, I didn't ever expect to see John Sim again as the master. And I think, you know, I think they redeemed that master mm-hmm. with that storyline. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. It was, a, I, I certainly I, redeemed John I, Sim. Oh God. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so, and I think that was one of the last great things that Moffat did was, you know, redeem that master and everything. Not redeem him in goodness, no. but mm-hmm. redeemed him to make yeah. him a good, good master. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, and I loved it when, you know, he pulled the makeup off and it was John Sim. It was just like, oh, well, have, this is know, getting real. It would have been now. great if this they didn't have a heads up that he was coming back. I know. Which is why I thought Sasha's reveal was really great. Oh, Sasha's was great. Yes, absolutely. My master (laughs) plan. (laughs) (laughs) And that was just like, oh, that is good. That is really, really good. So, yeah, I definitely see a lot of, you know, fun stuff that could be possible. And, you know, I like the idea of old folk, older people showing up. Would I want to see Donna come back? Yes. I would love to them to finish off that storyline. Would I like to see, you know, Martha or some of the others? Sure. Would I want to see Rose? <laughs> no. So it's okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. We have a better chance of seeing Barrowman back before. Yeah. Long mm-hmm. before. Yeah. No, Clark. Has, we, we have a better chance of seeing Hartnell back. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. I mean, uh, he's probably going to see Martha either. I think you'll have a better chance of seeing Chris Eccleston on TV as the doctor again before. There you before. go. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And I do like, you know, how confident they seemed in the panel and how at ease they weren't. I didn't feel any nervousness. I didn't feel like, Oh God, we really hope this season pans out and everything. I didn't feel that at all. I felt I like think they seemed like they were just tired from filming all day. Yeah. <laughs> like it really did seem like they <laughs> yeah. were like, yeah, we got to do this, but you know, we're just kind of here because we've been filming all day and we're, yeah. Oh, well, for, yeah, for John Bishop mm-hmm. to say like the the best thing that's happened lately is they all got to have like a nice leisurely dinner together. It was was telling. Yeah, but it, was, exactly. it was sweet too. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked you know when they said that they were all still in the bubble, you know, and everything yes. that they were all still filming together and everything. So at one point, and I don't know if this is me just trying to be as theoretical and going. <laughs> Uh, when Jacob Anderson was talking about just he, he started going on to his own little rant about how just how much he loved Doctor Who and that he and and he got to go in the, the first thing he did was go into TARDIS and push all the buttons and pull all the levers and then there was another ship and then he got to push all the buttons and da da da, da. and but which as was he was adorable rap- it was which adorable. Is adorable and you just saw it in his eyes that he was just so giddy and trying to push that giddiness through to us so, so to really get that infectiousness at one point and here comes my little look my little theory part where i'm going uh he says something that he loves it with he loves something with all his heart and then he said something again but then he used hearts, the word hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, we, we both mike I, and i caught that we caught that. Went, and what sir because i know you did not just slip that because i know you're a doctor who fan and you're just are you a time 
Well, that's the other when when he said, and that's the thing I got spotted too, because when he said that he got his own ship and then started going over the buttons and levers and stuff, and I'm like, does he have a TARDIS too? Like that's what I was thinking because I'm like, oh, so yeah, Yeah, that was because I'm not a spoiler person. I don't. I'm not a person that runs out and finds these things. I am specifically connecting dots because of what we saw on that on that. It would be it would be unusual. I don't know if we've had a. Uh, Time Lord that just has a like a name, a regular name. Like, like he's not like the vendor, oh. <laughs> or, or, or maybe or, or the or the vendor. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, when he said vendor, and I was like, oh, vendor Lou, you know. Okay. And then I started like, thinking, and with the hair, kind of like, oh, Red Dwarf, awesome, cool. <laughs> well, it's it's really interesting too because I mean the the lore is still kind of freshly changed right there with with all the Time Lord stuff in Gallifrey. I mean, we've got the the, the revelation. The, the timeless child may be the doctor. I say that because the master always lies. Um, you know, Gallifrey is in shambles. Uh, there was the one I- image they put out at the panel, which was the three, you know, three members of the TARDIS crew standing on what looked to be the seal of Rassilon. So there's some more time Lordy stuff out there. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Vinder ends up being a time Lord or, or something along those lines, mm-hmm. or if, if, Again, my speculation thing thrown out there, if he ends up being the actual timeless child, you know, like it's, it's because that's, that's been a running theme throughout the, the season so far, you know, maybe the doctor isn't because the master just wanted to screw with her and get, get access to the matrix, uh, mm-hmm. you know, stuff along those lines. I don't know, but right. it'd be fun to find out. And, and when they talk about a, a, the biggest adventure the doctor's ever been on, it's an eight episode continuous story. Well, they've got a huge hole still to to figure out with that timeless child destruction of Gallifrey thing. I feel like it's going to be a, a big thing. And they've had a lot of time to write. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. So. That's why I wonder Romana, he, how many other people are helping him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. I was going to say Romana had a name. Yes. Romana That's just true. had a Romana name. So That's maybe Vinder Short? Maybe. Maybe. So we'll have to wait and see, but I definitely think we, you know, we'll have to explore this and hopefully sooner than later, we'll be able to talk about new seasons and new episodes of Doctor Who. Fingers crossed, you know, and lay your bets now, lay your bets and, (laughs) you know, it'd be very interesting. You know, we should actually make it like a football poll or something. You know, everyone puts 10 bucks in or something and whoever gets the closest to the actual date, start date, you know, actually wins the pot squares. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) All right. Who had 10, 24? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. And 22 minutes. And (laughs) so, It'll be very interesting. They did say that um, Doctor Who will not be premiering new episodes on HBO. It will be either in, in the United States, it's be BBC America or AMC Plus, mm-hmm. if you have right. either of those services. Um, so, and I was surprised because HBO has been, you know, we've got the new series of Doctor Who and, you know, and I'm shocked it's not appearing, you know, premiering on HBO. You know, that was one of the winning points with me getting HBO because I don't have BBC America or yeah. AMC Plus. I- but I guess I'm going to have to be getting for eight weeks that free sample. No. BBC America right. is still, I mean, it's, well, I don't have cable anymore either. We have, we yeah, no, we've TV, been streaming. I've, you know, I've always had BBC America mainly because of of Doctor Who, and uh, I'm glad that it's not, you know it, it's more it's still more accessible than you know AMC Plus is a separate subscription fee as is HBO. Right. Well, exactly, but you know it, it'll probably be worth it to get it for about a week or two. No, and then you know, damn you, Chibnall, I cancel. No. <laughs> <laughs> whatever service you can watch it on without ads that's the one i'd sign that's okay. exactly that's that's not bbc america right. i know i know <laughs> no how many more ads can they throw in on bbc america i've had amc plus earlier in the year to watch discovery which is season two but now it's airing on regular amc but um yeah I, you know, they, they showed it without commercials as well the option, That's the option cool. for, so, for people who want to watch Doctor Who. That'd be awesome. So, yeah, we'll definitely have to look into research. And if anyone could give us any pointers, please write us. We definitely would love to hear 
easy ways and know we're, we don't have the DSN stuff to be able to change our our numbers to make it look like we're in the UK so we can get Doctor Who for free. And <laughs> it that yes, I've been told yeah. about that, but no, we're not going to do that. So, or at least we don't uh, recommend it don't here on the program. No, we don't endorse or that at all. No, 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 no. But you know, my email address is no. <laughs> so, but definitely, you know, I want to thank you guys for joining us tonight. I think we hit most of the points, and I think you know everyone on you know Facebook Live. Thank you for joining us, and it was pleasure you know seeing folks and you know Rob Snavely. Thank you for the questions. We do appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. And it's always great. And so, on behalf of myself, I'm going to say. Thank you for listening. Um, Michael Gordon, thank you as always. As always, it's my pleasure. Hey, we missed the, the biggest news of all and that came out of San Diego regarding Doctor Who, and that's there's going to be Doctor Who Tiki Mugs. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Ooh, are they, are uh, they actually going to do all the doctors like Funko didn't? <laughs> uh, well, they're Don't mini go mugs. There. That still hurts. That still hurts. <laughs> they're, they're mini mugs, and there's an 11th Doctor, a Dalek, uh, a Cyberman and is it a Weeping Angel? There's another one. I can't remember what. I mean, the of course, they had, was, but... just have to they had to start with the Doctor Who wears a bow tie and the fez. <laughs> right. Uh, yes, absolutely. Of course, and you know, you know the, the Weeping Angel one. You you have to constantly stare <laughs> at, or else. <laughs> I, I feel targeted. Oh, yeah. Yes, I could tell. <laughs> I could tell, Mike. You know anything with Tiki in it? It's like that has your name on it. It's just like much. I was targeted specifically by the Doctor Who Barbie. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Felicity, anything you want to shout out about? Um, no, not really. Although I'm, you know, if if all goes, if if everything doesn't, you know, fall apart between now and the first week in September, I will be at DragonCon. Yay! And Melanie, thank you so much. Well, thank you once again for having me on. Um, quick self-plug would be if you're in on in Florida and you're going to Tampa Bay Comic Con, I will be having a booth there. Otherwise, in two weeks, I'll be at MegaCon Orlando. Exactly. Also, She'll be the one in the giant bubble. It would be perfect. 353, they told me. Yeah, I'm behind plexiglass and wearing a mask, by the way. There's yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and I love you all. Don't ask me for a hug. I'm not touching anyone. No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. No. Fair. No, virtual hugs, virtual hugs. Or you could donate to her, you know, via, you know, PayPal. Or <laughs> PayPal or just send me money and I'll draw you something. How's exactly. That? I'll paint you exactly. Thing. She'll paint you like that gorgeous painting behind her. So that oh, is pretty darn awesome. Thank you. Or, she, or she'll donate a cat to you, too. I know. There. <laughs> there that's the go. print. That's my brick of a printer that I do my prints on. That's her, and she could she'll print yeah, out yeah, the cat it's for it's you, too. Uh, and Mr. Mike Hello. Faulkner, at last but never least. Hey, it was a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Uh, so, so you've been watching that wonderful Torchwood. <laughs> yeah. So uh, people who know me, and I'll, I'll plug it every time. I, I My site is Creative Criticality. It's at creativecriticality.net. Uh, one of the things I do there is the Timestamps Project, where since 2014 I've been going week by week and talking about Doctor Who episode by episode. Uh, and I've been going more of a chronological order once we got to the revival era. So uh, right now I'm in the middle of Torchwood Miracle Day. Uh, and it's <sighs> I call it the doldrums of that of that series because like it's been up here high and then it's like it's slowly creeping down as I've gone along. I wish I could tell you nice no, things don't, about don't, don't, it. Don't don't, a, don't. It doesn't yeah. get better. I mean, I've seen the series. It doesn't get better. <laughs> okay, at least you've seen it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and like Felicity and, and, and Mike and Michael, uh, unless the world completely goes to crap, I will be at Dragon Con over Labor Day weekend. So uh, stop by, say hi. I'll be uh, floating around doing the panel thing like I always do every year. So that yeah, is specifically awesome. I'll be, that well, is. Kevin will be in the uh, American Sci-Fi Classics track room uh, most of the time, and I will probably be there as well. Awesome. Yeah, I think most of us will be, you know, Joe pretty much has us under contract <laughs> with our souls. We do it all for Joe. <laughs> exactly. So, but I know definitely we do have a Doctor Who panel signed up. More coming as we get closer to Dragon Con. Mm -hmm. But we will give you dates and times and, you know, find us behind Plexiglass. <laughs> It'll be great. <laughs> so, you know, 
we'll have monitors of us there. Yeah, that'll be it. So yeah. definitely, you know, please, as always, we'd love to hear from you guys. Feedback at earthstationwho.com. As we also like to say, we are up on, you know, we have our website, which is earthstationwho.com. Definitely check out past episodes of the show. And, of course, you know, we are part of the ESO network, and we want to thank our Facebook group. We want to thank about all our fans out there. All two of them. It's pretty darn awesome. Thank you guys as always to, you know, join us on behalf of myself, Mike Faber. We will see you here next time on Earth Station Who. And Mary, I hope things get better for you. We miss you. Peace. And we are done. Welcome to Dr. Geek's Laboratory. Hello, everyone. Dr. Geek here with a shout out to all the scientists who worked tirelessly to bring a COVID-19 vaccine into reality. <laughs> Let's face it, creating something of this magnitude is a miracle worthy of Dr. McCoy himself. And now, Dr. Geek needs you to do your part. Remember, each shot is one small step back to normal, one giant leap to putting the pandemic behind us. We can do this. For more information, visit vaccines.gov to find your nearest provider. Hello there. I can see you have great taste in podcasts. Keep your discerning streak going with the Soul Forge podcast. No topic is off limits on the Soul Forge. We talk about life, toys, dating, geekiness, love, nerdiness, sex and dating, TV, movies, and just about anything you can think of. Check out the Soul Forge podcast. Soulforgepodcast.com and wherever you find your podcasts. We're everywhere. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.